Welcome to today's issues. Join us for the next hour as we offer a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome to the program. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman this week. And this week's almost over, folks. You will not have to be tormented by this Boston accent anymore. Fred Jackson, how you doing? I'm doing great. I did something yesterday that I have not done in 35 years. What's that? I flew an airplane. What? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You were in the uh, Canadian Air Force. Yeah, and had my uh, civilian's license while in Canada, but uh, been 35 years since I was at the controls. What happened a couple of years ago, my daughters, for a Christmas present, brought me some uh, time. They said, Dad, you need to take that up again. So I've just been waiting for the opportune time and got at the controls of a Cessna 172 yesterday. Ah, the Cessna mm. 172. That's a good, that's a fine plane. <laughs> I have no idea. I had a great time. A great, it's like good for you. kind of driving a bike. There's kind of yeah. catch up again. Did a couple of landings. First one was okay. Second one, what they two landings in one <laughs> bounce. <laughs> so a little bit rough, but I just had a had a great time. So I would encourage folks that at my age, I'm moving in on seventy years of age. Yeah. Do not give up on things that you enjoy. Yeah, you know? good for you. Take yeah. them take them up again. So. Uh, so you're thinking. So you're saying that uh, it, it, it's not too late in my life to do things like I used to do, like at 18. So maybe eat a whole pizza by myself, kind of. Go thing. for it, Ed. <laughs> Go for it. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, it's like riding a bike, except a plane. It could be a, a little more dangerous than a bike. And then I remembered that that uh, Dr. Ray Pritchard is on with us today. <laughs> and uh, Ray on a bike can be just as dangerous <laughs> as Fred in a plane. That's right. Well, Fred, it, I'm I'm glad you went up, and I'm even happier that you safely came back down. That's right. <laughs> well, okay, now, Fred, I got a question. You know what they say. It's like, quote, they always. it's like riding a bike. You remember. Uh-huh. Was it like that for you? Did you, quote, did it all come back to you after 35 years? Well, number one, I was surprised. Uh, I had a very, I wasn't up by myself, folks. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a very experienced instructor with me, uh, just a great guy uh, who's been doing this for years. But I was surprised. He said, you sit in the left seat. And I was kind of, what? <laughs> and he said, yep, you're going to do this. So, uh, and it, but you know, it, it is kind of like riding a bike, driving a bike. There are certain things that just come back to you. Yeah. And when you train, in the, and the folks that are listening that have been trained in the military, when you're trained in the military, it's just driven into you. Procedures, right. uh, flying is all about numbers and procedures. And once you get the numbers down, like I can remember, takeoff speed for a jet that I was flying was, was 90, 90 yeah. knots, climbing out at 150. Those are just things that are burned in your brain. Uh, but what was interesting yesterday was the feeling of rolling down the runway and takeoff speeds and all that sort of thing just kind of came back. So it was neat. Now, I've never been in the military, but I, my understanding is they don't they, – they, you're talking about drilling things into you. Mm. They drill it into you because they don't want you thinking. They don't want you to think about how to use your weapon. They want it to be second nature. So it, that's why that, that's – It's got to be. Yeah. Uh, and, and, of course, one of the big – big things in, in the military training and civilian training too is emergencies. Right. 
you don't have time to sit there and think in an emergency, hmm, what am I supposed to do now? Right. Uh, you just got to do it. Bang, bang, bang. You have to know how to do this, go quickly through some procedures to do that. So I have great respect for, for those out there and our military people. You know, the movies like Top Gun kind, yeah. of, kind of make it look easy. Right. You know, Tom Cruise, yeah, anybody can do that. No. Uh, it takes great deal of discipline, especially with uh, high-performance aircraft like fighter jets. Well, and, Ray, we're, we're kind of on this topic for just a, a second here, folks. Just bear with us. But and now it is it is true uh, that uh, in emergency situations, like well, you mentioned mm. that, uh, Fred, and I think about policemen and so mm. on and so forth, uh, you know, firemen, whatever. In emergency situations, your body's physiological reactions mean that your ability to focus becomes uh, difficult. Mm -hmm. Your ability to do, uh, um, you know, any kind of uh, fine-tuned, finely tuned uh, actions becomes limited because mm -hmm. of adrenaline, so on and so forth. So you really do have to rely on your training. I mean, uh, you, you, you didn't serve in the military, did you, Ray? No, no. Okay. And I, I'm thinking about what Fred said, that in those moments that, that they drill it into you over and over and over again. So in that moment, you know, okay, I do this first, this second, this third. Now, right. also, Fred, have a question to ask you. If I want to go for a ride, I buy a bike. If somebody wants to go fishing, they buy a boat. So what do you think, Fred? You think we may may get yourself an airplane here before too long? Um, when I win the lottery. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, a little more expensive than a bike. I know I, that. I, 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 I don't bet. I uh, want to underline that very quickly. Yeah. Hey, listen, <laughs> if the Lord was to bless me with that and, and uh, he felt that was a good place, uh, to put it, you know, it's funny. I was thinking that just start a church, just start, start a church, and <laughs> three, oh, let's not go there. Okay, <laughs> that's a whole other story. And I, I just want to say too, uh, back several years ago, uh, I had a, a lady who worked for me whose husband was an Air Canada pilot, and uh, so I, I had a trip from Vancouver to Toronto, and she said, "Hey, my husband is the captain on that particular flight. You want to sit up front in the cockpit?" Oh, hey, yeah. yeah. But here's what I was impressed with. These are guys with years of experience, the pilot and the co-pilot. On the taxi out uh, to, for the takeoff, they ran through emergency procedures. Mm. If anything happens, you do this, I do this. This is what they're doing every day. Right. So they run through these emergencies. That's why when you hear audio of a plane that's in trouble, you know, you go to yeah. YouTube and you get audio, how come their voices are so calm? Yeah. Because they've run through this over and over again. Anyway, I have just tremendous respect uh, for these these folks that are up in the cockpit and are doing this job every day, and they make it look so easy. But I, I, I just am so thankful for the training they go through and the dedication that they yeah, have. Yeah, uh, military as well. Uh, we call it first responders. That's kind of a common phrase now. But, yep. you know, uh, not just the police and, uh, you know, firemen. Yes. Uh, but – People in the emergency room. Yes. I mean, you have bodily trauma, yeah. blood everywhere, and these folks are calm. Mm. They do their job. So uh, I hope you didn't mind that discussion, folks. I think that was kind of interesting. So, Hats off to you folks. Yes, that's yeah, right. We appreciate you. All right, Fred, let's uh, get started. We got a ton of news in our story meeting this morning. A lot is happening. 
Well, we've talked a lot about in the, in recent months in, uh, and I, I have to say, I think that's pretty well a hundred percent Republican States where, uh, laws are being passed to protect students against the radical homosexual transgender agenda. Uh, laws like, you know, only boys are allowed to use boys' bathrooms. I can't believe we're talking about this, but that's where right. we are today, folks. Girls use girls' bathrooms. Uh, we've talked about laws now being passed in various states that say, uh, say a boy who claims to be a girl can't play on the female team, right. can't compete with other females. Well, yesterday, Joe Biden, the, the Biden White House, announced they're taking measures against those laws being passed in various states. In other words, and we're not sure where this is going to go. It's executive orders right now. But we know from the Obama days uh, that money is often tied to federal programs that go to schools, and the threat was made during the Obama administration, unless you follow our agenda, we're going to cut off the money that you use for your lunch programs. Right. So we have to be very careful of this. And uh, so we're... Uh, it, it's it's you know it's it's amazing. I I, I kind of thought maybe I'm being a bit naive here that as we close in on the election, that the Biden administration would move away from this agenda, would move away from this radical pro homosexual because we know how parents are reacting right. to it across the country. So I thought, you know, for the sake of votes, maybe that you'll move away from this. But they're doubling down on this. They are going after like yesterday. They had a celebration at the White House because it's Gay Pride Month. June is yeah. Gay Pride Month. And they had, you know, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg and others there. And, uh, you know, Joe Biden uh, was saying that, you know, they're going after states like Florida, who has uh, declared war on Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Now, we all know the story behind that. Right. The story behind that is that Disney came out against the law that was passed in Florida. Are you ready for this, folks? The law was passed to stop schools from indoctrinating kids in kindergarten through grade three. Right. And Joe Biden was mocking that law, mocking parents who say, I don't want my five-year-old being indoctrinated on the homosexual transgender agenda. Yeah, Ray, I, I got to tell you, this. Uh, Fred's exactly right. There is no backing away from the radical agenda. The, the, the Biden administration is filled with radical people and he, here's one of the, the the things that I've just been I've just been seeing more and more clearly because these are not reasonable folks who are going to say we might lose a few votes here and there I was watching a I guess it's an election ad put out by the Republican Party GOP Kevin McCarthy uh, maybe we'll talk about this uh, either this hour or next hour with Steve Jordahl but I watched this video it is filled with horrifying images, video from the violent crime and violent theft that is going on in the inner cities. And it's interspliced with Democratic leaders talking about how we got to defund police and all these kind of things. Well, I looked at the comments under it, which I frequently do, try to get a feel for what's going on. And as horrifying as these images were, one of them was, and some of our listeners may have seen this, a woman walking with her baby in a stroller, looks like down a, a, a kind of an alleyway access point, and a car veers 
into her path and runs her over with her baby and then speeds off. I was horrified by that. And I'm looking at the comments expecting people to talk about what's going on in the inner cities. And they're all def- they're all saying it's not as bad as January 6th or <laughs> you people uh, I don't even talk about this crime in the inner city because you don't won't uh, uh, enact gun laws. Ray, I got to say, I just was kind of and again, I'm like uh, like Fred. I don't consider myself naive, but the hardness of heart that I saw in these leftists makes me think they are not going to back off. Doesn't matter how many votes they lose. These are revolutionaries, and that's where they're at. Well, first of all, uh, guys, that video is horrific. When you, it I mean it is it is a montage of yes of 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 one violent act after another after another. Just caught on video because you know these days there are cameras everywhere, right. and you described it exactly right. There's a woman with the baby in the stroller. And minding her own business, hit from behind, obviously deliberately knocking her and the baby up in the air, and then speeding away. The thought that anybody would defend this or would compare it to January the 6th is, it's terrifying. You said, uh, we really can't reason with these people. No, we really can't. Anybody who's going to defend this sort of violence or use it uh, to make political points about something else. They have lost all grip on rationality. And one other quick point, because we were started off talking about what Joe Biden did yesterday. All I can say is he certainly learned from his old boss very well about the power of of the pen. Remember, Joe Biden said, look, I still have a pen. I can still pick up the phone. Uh, this is a This is a dangerous precedent. And Let's be honest. I mean, Mr. Trump did some of this, too. Modern presidents do this a lot with these presidential declarations uh, of getting around Congress. But the one yesterday was breathtaking in its scope. Um, I I just wonder. I think think we're going to see more of this as we come into the midterm because evidently the hard left, either they think they've got the heart of America, which they don't, or they just don't care. Well, for that second option that Ray just said, hmm. that's 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 the absolute most frightening possibility. Yes. And, and and I want just I, I I do want to kind of encourage our listeners a little bit because some some of our listeners may say oh, it's never been this bad. It has been this bad. Uh, in the middle of the eighteen hundreds, around eighteen forty eight, there there was a revolutionary furor that swept the world. I think a lot of good came out of that. There was a lot of countries that declared their independence and so forth. But the last century, we saw several kind of pockets of this revolutionary uh, ideology that would sweep nations and cultures. So this this is has been in existence. We are living through it right now. And I just want people to understand that we do serve a God who directs the paths of nations, and man, I just want to exhort Christians: you, if you're not if you're not praying, maybe even fasting for what's happening in this country, um, you, you need to start. Yes. Your church needs to start, and uh, the stuff that's going on that we're going to be talking about this Jane's Revenge and some of this other stuff, it is really scary stuff. Yes, it is. Uh, there is there is 
great violence out there. And I, I have to say that the, the more I look at this, um, we need to be mindful. This is spiritual warfare, folks. Yes. Be, be very much aware. And, and, and people say, well, you guys are into conspiracy theories and the boogeyman and all that sort of thing. No. Read the Bible. Right. Just mm-hmm. read the Bible. Spiritual warfare is real. Uh, Satan is real. He is not a cartoon figure. Right. He has his demons. Yeah. And what, a third of, of, of the angels in heaven were thrown out when he rebelled against God. Yeah. Uh, so be very aware of this, that the, you know, when you scratch your head and you say, why are people behaving this way? Uh, and, and I was talking to a colleague just before coming in. It's all too readily today we dismiss it. Well, that person has a mental disorder. Right. Listen, mental illness is real. But mm-hmm. when you see certain incidents today, like the, the, re, the school shooting in, in Uvalde, Uvalde, Texas. Yeah. All right. You know, they're dismissing it as that this young man had a mental disorder. But what was it uh, that he goes and shoots his grandmother first? Yeah. And then goes to the school and kills 19? All the while saying he's going to do this. I'm, go- I'm going to... I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, yeah. and I'm going to do this. Don't don't just so be quick to dismiss all oh, that he had a mental disorder. No, there are people with very evil hearts that have given themselves over to Satan. Yeah, and so we have to be aware of this. That's so when we talk about spiritual warfare, be, there's a war going on. Yeah, and you need to be aware of this. You need to be alerted to this. Your churches should be teaching this, so that you become as Christians far more sensitive to this. We've kind of dismissed all these things. Well, evil's always been around. No. And I think that spiritual warfare is actually increasing. Oh, absolutely. I'm, and I make no apologies for that. Ray, I, I, I've stopped. I mean, I, I never did apologize. But in my mind, I, I'm not even going to try to make it, uh, I don't want to say palatable. It is absolutely demonic what is happening in our nation. I don't care if you're listening and you think that that's nutty talk. I don't care anymore. I'm not going to try to reason with people and try to, even in a lot of cases, I, I just not going to try to get into a debate. It, it is what is happening. It is demonic. Satan filled that young man's heart in Uvalde, Texas. That is the, in my mind, the only a- explanation for why someone would shoot little children yeah. in, in a, a friend, in a murderous frenzy, uh, I, I watched in that video that we were talking about, released by Kevin McCarthy uh, for the GOP, people being thrown on train tracks, total strangers. Yes. Mm-hmm. People being uh, attacked and beaten with hammers and hatchets. The devil is controlling these people. This is some of it may be an open door with mental illness, but the devil is afoot in America. And you know what? For 50 years, 60 years, culture as a whole told God to get lost? Yes. Well, you know what? You're reaping what you've sown Yeah. as a culture. Yes. Well, how many times, guys, have we come back to Romans chapter 1? We have, on this program, we've talked about it over and over again. Romans 1 says God gave them over or gave them up. He delivered them over. When a nation turns away from God, when a culture says, God, we don't need you, we can do it on our own. God says, okay, but you aren't going to like how this is going to work out for you. 
it's Romans 1 come to life. And we have seen the breakdown of the family and the destruction of what you might call public morality, the mocking God. Um, The words of Jesus ought to be taken seriously. The thief comes but to steal and to kill and to destroy. He's talking of the thief is the thief of life, the devil himself. So we, we, Whatever else you want to say about mental illness and these, and these terrible shootings that are happening around the country, let us not destroy the power of human agency and the reality of the devil at work in the world today. He has been let loose. And in fact, I think the Bible says that in the last days, he, he's going to increase the tempo of his work in the world because the Bible says he knows his time is short. Yes, yes. Very much so. You know, one of the other elements in all of this, and we've talked about this on the program, that we have prosecutors in our country, various places across the country, that are very light on crime. They're dealing with a controversy in Loudoun County, Virginia right now. Again? Another one in Loudoun County? Loudoun County. It seems to be a focus many times when we're talking about these cases. Here's what happened. Uh, There was a case. There was a young man up on charges, I think was break and enter, et cetera, et cetera. And the judge in the case halted the case. He's up, uh, the judge's upset with the prosecutor. He says, the prosecutor, you're not telling us the whole truth because the prosecutor was ready to let this young man go with six months probation or whatever the case may be. And the judge said, hold it. This guy's got a rap sheet much longer than what you're telling us. This situation has gotten so bad that the attorney general of Virginia, Jason, Jason Miaris, is now getting involved with the case he has said his office is going to take over the prosecution in Loudoun County because they have one of these left-wing prosecutors. Here's the Virginia AG, Jason Miaris, cut six. This judge took the extraordinary step of entering an order saying, you have misled this court, you're overselling a plea deal, you've misrepresented parts of this individual's past. And so she may be telling me to stay in the lane, but when far left prosecutors veer to the lane where they don't listen to victims, they care more about criminals and our communities are getting less safe. The lane I care about are safe kids, safe communities, and actually listening to what the victims are. So there you have it, Joe. We just had this case in San Francisco, remember, just in the last couple of weeks or so, where they, uh, residents of liberal left-wing San Francisco voted out uh, their local district attorney uh, because he was the guy that said it's okay to steal $900 worth of stuff out of Walgreens. Uh, He's the guy that just said basically let's criminals go. Yeah, and and the fact of the matter is what that left-wing loosey-goosey policy led to was a lot of these stores, CVS and Walgreens, stores like that, uh, shutting their doors. Yes. And the people in those communities going, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. So uh, the repercussions of those policies are affecting people in ways beyond just the simple crime. We all saw the videos of people standing in the aisle while someone filled up a garbage bag. I know. Put it in a in a cart and wheeled it out and they're just videoing and yep. nothing happens to these folks even if they're caught all right you're listening to today's issues on american family radio we're going to take a short break and when we come back jan markell talking about the world economic forum we'll be right back dear one million moms 
I've always thought that maybe your organization was making a mountain out of a molehill. But today, I cannot believe what I just saw on my TV. Concerned about the trash flowing into your home through today's media that simply will not censor itself? Make your voice heard. If you see trash in the media, tell us. Use the Submit Trash button at 1millionmoms.com. That's 1millionmoms.com. And thanks. What's your favorite place to visit when you go to the Holy Land? Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. That's a question I get asked frequently, either before we go to Israel or while we're there with the folks that we see the Holy Land with. And I have to say, my favorite place is, and there's so many places to visit, it's like picking your favorite child, right? Which child do you love the most? So it's hard to say, but I got to tell you, going to the Sea of Galilee, getting on the boat and riding out to the middle, and then having a worship experience there with the folks who are with us, it's just hard to put into words. For all the information on our March 2023 trip to Israel, go to the website twholyland.com twholyland.com. Everything's there, the cost, the itinerary, etc. Join us, won't you? Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. There's been no lack of courageous and inspirational stories coming from Ukraine, celebrities and athletes, regular Joes setting aside their careers, their lives to fight for their country, life put on hold. Yorena and Savatslav were scheduled to be married in May. The bride, just 21, the groom, 24, but they decided to forego their lavish spring wedding once war broke out. The young couple met with their parents and announced their intentions to marry right away so they could join the fight to stop the Russian invaders. They were married at a monastery, and just a few hours later, the newlyweds joined the military. Yorena traded her wedding dress for camo and a gun, She grew up in Kiev, told a reporter she'll do whatever it takes to protect her city. And one day, the Ukrainian newlyweds hoped to enjoy that honeymoon, once forsaken, in a free and prosperous and liberated nation. I'm Todd Stearns. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who take refuge in him. Nahum 1, verse 7. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. And welcome back. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman this week. I'm joined by Fred Jackson and Dr. Ray Pritchard. And we want to welcome to the program Jan Markell who's host of Understanding the Times, heard Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Time and Sunday at 12 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio. Jan, welcome back to the program. Well, thank you for having me. Well, Fred, uh, what do we want to talk to Jan about today? 
Jan, I was listening to your program last weekend. You had uh, Michelle Bachman on yes. again. And uh, boys, oh boys, she's a fiery lady. <laughs> she is. It's very smart, too. Uh, that's an understatement. Yeah. That's an understatement. But uh, you folks were talking about the recent uh, World Economic Forum, uh, the meeting in Davos, Switzerland, which, by the way, was, uh, among other people, there was a contingent of uh, our own lawmakers from Washington, yeah. D.C., Republican yeah. and Democrat were there. But uh, World Economic yeah. Forum is headed by a gentleman by the name of Klaus Schwab, and you've yeah. talked about him on your program. And, uh, you know, one of the thrusts, the reason we like to focus on that, and I know you do on your programs uh, from time to time, is that Klaus Schwab and his World Economic Forum are really pushing uh, what's called a globalist agenda. And you played a clip on your program last weekend, and I want to replay that clip once again so the audience can get a flavor uh, of what your program was all about and then come back and chat with you about that. Cut number 13. Let's also be clear. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us. We have the means to improve the states of the world. But two conditions are necessary. That we act all as stakeholders of larger communities. And second, that we collaborate. And this is the reason why you find many opportunities here during the meeting to engage into very action and impact-oriented initiatives. Yeah, uh, that gives you the flavor. Uh, and, 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 and Jan, uh, you made note of this in your program. When Klaus Schwab said, uh, we, we, he wasn't referring to all world leaders he was referring to the people in that room right. as the people that he believes need to be running the world. Right. <clears throat> right. He was talking to the global elite, um, and that's usually that's a pretty uh, accurate term for some of the attendees and members of this World Economic Forum, and they they see themselves as forming sort of a one-world government, now, would Mr. Schwab be the head of it? Not necessarily. Personally, I think the Antichrist will be the head of it, um, and Mr. Schwab, I don't think, is going to play that role, but you never know. Um, but I, I think that, I mean, what this man just said is is, is we will be the world's leaders. And, and again, he's talking to a, an elite group of about 2,500 men and women who gather generally once a year in Davos to talk about one world global government, which is outlined in Revelation 13. That's it, exactly. You know, it's very interesting. I want Ray to to come in on this. In 2017, Schwab gave an interview, and he was talking about leaders that he calls young global leaders. Some of the names you will recognize— Klaus Schwab considers Vladimir Putin a young global leader. Do you know who else he mentioned? The current Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, has a young global leader. What's he saying? These are people who share my vision of a global government. Ray? Jim, the question now becomes, if you think of the book of Revelation, Revelation 13, there is going to be a coming future government. How close are we, in your judgment, to 
that kind of thing happening around the world? Could it happen well, the, in weeks or months? Yeah. Year? Well, this group has targeted 2030 as the date, and that's the, the furthest out date for implementing all of their schemes. And, and believe me, they are schemes. So, so they, they've targeted 2030, but that doesn't mean that things couldn't happen sooner. And the one who was pushing back the strongest, and and some folks find this hard to believe, but it's true, the one pushing back the hardest against this agenda was Donald Trump. Um, He's known as a nationalist and America First guy, and he wasn't really interested in the plans of this World Economic Forum. Quite frankly, his daughter was, Ivanka Trump, was was a part of the um, effort here, and uh, she and Jared Kushner are, are I think, I think it would be safe to say they're closet globalists. The, the, the Trump uh, children, there, uh, the daughter and son-in-law, Jared, are, are very, very liberal politically. But, but nonetheless, Trump put a lid on all this for about four years, at least for America. But now it's just the opposite. Now America's rushing back into it. And because, because the world's most powerful superpower is on the agenda and on board, I think that the 2030 agenda is very, very, well, I think it's very practical and probably will happen for sure by then, if not sooner. The, the question that that then begs is, is the church here to see it? I don't believe so, but again, we can't be sure. Jen, uh, in in the things that uh, Fred said uh, to kind of kick this discussion off, uh, this wasn't all global leaders, national leaders. This was the people in that room. I want to just take it a, a step further. Uh, what seems clear is that not only are not all world leaders welcome, but voters, for example, in the United States aren't being considered or aren't being uh, contacted to see what we is. Is this a, a essentially a dictatorial set, setting setting aside for just a moment the, the you know the, the clear inferences uh, in the book of revelation to this kind of movement is this a dictatorial mindset that these people have where ordinary citizens are just going to have to uh, listen to what they're uh, what they're being taught and do as they're told absolutely it is dictatorial uh, to the degree that if we didn't know that the Bible foretells these things, um, I, I think in the natural it could be terrifying. I, I personally am not terrified um, because of all the biblical implications that are at, in, in play here. Um, but, but the Antichrist kingdom, the Antichrist empire, is probably going to be global Marxism. I mean, how else can you picture the book of Revelation playing out without a single dictator telling everyone what they can and can't do, what they can and can't own, what they can eat and not eat. Um, but that's what these globalists are scheming. And again, they are a ruthless bunch of people. Some, I think, are in attendance. As a matter of fact, I know they're in attendance at these annual meetings um, to kind of be a spectator and, and just see what it's all about. And they aren't inherently evil. And I don't think we should assume every attendee is inherently evil. But I can tell you the movers and the shakers behind all of this, they are inherently evil because they're looking at a one-world government. You think what that means. That means every nation that is sovereign today would give up that sovereignty 
and come under the dictates and the rule eventually of one man. That, that's biblical. Yeah. Jan, it was very inter- I'm reading a book right now, and it made a very interesting point. It's talking about the pandemic, which we just went through. Mm-hmm. And if, if you describe the pandemic as a problem, uh, this author says, the problem is not the problem. The problem is the solution that people come up with to deal with the problem. And I think the pandemic, the, the way things are evolving, the way public policy is evolving is uh, there are people who are using the pandemic to bring about a, a global solution to things, tracking right. people, uh, you know, vaccination mandates, all of that sort right. of thing, in order to have more control over the population. Again, if we were talking about this kind of stuff five, ten years ago, people say yeah. just conspiracy nuts. Right. But now we're we're right. seeing it, Jan. Right. And and what paved the way was the pandemic. I mean, no matter what you think of, of COVID, and no one is suggesting that it hasn't been a two and a half year journey with a lot of grief and heartache, and even the loss of loved ones, et cetera. No one is trying to minimize that, but but the globalists had to have a crisis. And it goes back to Rahm Emanuel, never let a crisis go to waste. And I think the question is, you know, did the globalists cause the crisis? We may never know the answer to that, but whether they caused it or not, they took advantage of it, and they took advantage of it because it created a climate of fear everywhere around the world, even though I maintain it's probably not an illness to be hysterical about and that the recovery rate's 99%. But nonetheless, they took advantage of it, and, and then came along the, the forced hiring and firing and the forced vaccinations, and what's on the horizon would be the vaccine passports, which COVID hasn't gone away. It's going to come back likely in the fall or another similar type health crisis. So so I, I just think we have to be careful that um, these gentlemen are meeting in smoke-filled rooms, coming up with schemes that are not, well, they're not pretty, and they, they're biblical, but they're biblical in a very dark way. Jan Markell has been our guest. She's host of Understanding the Times, heard Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Time and Sunday at 12 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio. Jan, uh, have you decided yet what uh, your program is going to focus on this weekend? Yeah, well, we'll talk about some of these issues. Um, I've got a couple of gentlemen, David Fiorazzo, Todd Hampson. We're also going to look at some. Uh, um, the title is Apocalypse is in the Air. There are signs of the times breaking literally hourly. It used to be weekly and monthly. Now it's hourly. <laughs> We're going to look at yeah. some of that this weekend. So we, we love our AFR audience because they're so tuned in thanks to uh, programming like you're doing now. Well, thank you uh, for that, Jan. And thank you for being on with us today. You're doing a great, great job up there in the Minneapolis area, but your reach is worldwide. And uh, Christians uh, uh, long for the truth that is presented in an unvarnished way. And you do that. Yeah, Fred? Just one more thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have to, Tim is not here. We did not ask Jan about weather. (laughs) <laughs> and i know she anticipates and looks forward to this jan uh we're in triple digit territory down here yeah yeah uh now you're celebrating that the fact that you live up there right 
Well, to be honest, Fred, uh, we've got 102 coming in the next couple of days. Oh, it's my. About the Midwest Whoa. is supposed to get hit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, and we had 95, I think, a day or two ago, and then we have a cooler uh, cooling spell today of 80. But but 102 is on its way, and boy, I mean, you got to wonder if this is apocalyptic too. I mean, the damage being done is horrific. So um, yes, yeah, it's unusual for us. Very unusual. All, All right, right Jan. Jan, no more discussions about the <laughs> right. uh, weather, we promise. <laughs> All right. So. All right. All right, thanks, Goodbye. Jan. Bye. All right. Hey, guys, what, one last question on this, and then we'll move on to some other news, Fred. And, uh, Ray, feel free to jump in. I'm going to say this. I know that our listeners out there, there's probably a variety of eschatological views in terms of the end times, you know, what have you. But I, I will say this. Uh, five years ago, I never would have – considered the possibility that the United States would join in with this kind of globalist kind of whatever it winds up leading to in terms of Bible prophecy. I always thought of the United States as maybe being a refuge for people who didn't want to be involved in in that. But now I got to tell you, with roughly half the country kind of having moved towards this Marxist worldview, and especially because young people are being brainwashed in many, not all, many of our public schools, certainly our colleges and universities. Guys, I, I could see the United States jumping in with both feet and being fully supportive while a like 40% of our country says, no, we don't want that, but uh, too bad we're in charge. I, I got to say, I never thought I'd see it, but it, it it's a possibility now. Ray, I think, you... I think the most striking thing that has happened in the last two and a half years happens at the very beginning. When, at the very, very beginning, I'm talking about March of, what, 2020, right? Yeah. When, uh, when all this began to come down about the pandemic, what's striking to me, not the medical side, but on the political side, that in just one week, in one week, the whole world shut down. Had never happened in world right. history, ever. Yeah. Go back to Assyria, Babylon, China, ancient dynasties. Something happened two years ago that, frankly, only could have happened in an Internet era where right. we are so interconnected globally, politically, communication-wise. When it was decided this was a pandemic, Bolivia shut down. South Africa shut down. All of China, well, we saw those horrific videos coming out of China, literally shut down. The U.S. shut down. Brazil shut down. And it didn't take six months. It didn't take six weeks. In just a matter of, what, three or four days, the whole world shut down, which is something like what we have when you get to Revelation 13. It was unthinkable five years ago, yeah. Ed. This could happen. It happened two years ago. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, as Jan said, apocalypse is in the air. Yeah, yeah. Including churches. Yes. Being yeah. forced oh, to yes. shut down. Pastors charged. Yeah. Pastors charged for going ahead and having services. Some, a handful, arrested. Arrested. Hauled off. Yes. That's, a, I, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but that has not happened in the history of the United States. No, not like that. Yeah, I, like that, that. That, that, Ray's exactly right. That Two years ago, that, that was freakish yes i mean that's like out of a science science fiction right. uh movie and uh and 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 here 
Here's the thing. I, I don't want to drag out the discussion, you know, in case. But I think our listeners probably are are, are tuned in to what we're saying. We, the world is so interconnected. <clears throat> so we're talking about the kind of uh, uh, momentum that is building for this kind of globalist approach. Um, uh, so we are so interconnected that if – if God decided we're, we're going to another 200 years, mm. okay, before the mm. end, mm. it's almost as if God would have to do something to sever that interconnectedness. Kind of like right. the, you know, the Tower of Babel where God said, nah, nope. you, you're not going to be uh, united in this way. I'm going right. to divide you. Mm. It would almost have to be something equally apocalyptic. I, I, and I'm not talking about end times apocalyptic. I'm talking about something like that that would break that interconnectedness because there's a momentum here that I'm not sure in the natural how it's is stopped. Yes. I mean, let's face it. The United States is it. <laughs> I mean, there is th th there is no other redoubt of liberty right. like right. the United States and that's why when Trump was elected and was talking about make America, you know, America first. Yeah. That's why he was a worldwide pariah. Yes. That's why the world was united in a sense. And behind closed doors against Donald Trump, mm -hmm. the swamp, everybody was against him because he was the one guy representing the one country that said, we're not playing ball with this. Yes. And I'm not sure if you, the U.S. goes that there's anybody else that's going to stand up against this. No. And remember what Joe Biden said when he was elected president. He said to the world leaders, America is back. Yeah. What was he what was he talking about there? Right. Basically what he was saying, we're back, uh we're going to join the globalist crowd. Oh, Paris yeah, Accords, we're, we're back all in that. the club. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and 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 Joe Biden didn't start this. Right. Let's be very clear about this. Barack Obama was but Hillary I, Clinton, all hey, of that crowd. Both, both Bush presidents. Yes. Let's Well, <laughs> it's Republican presidents too, folks. And and here let me just say this too. Here here's the here's part of the difficulty here is that the, the world is connected economically, mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily in a bad way. Mm -hmm. You know, the Internet is a great tool, you know, to be able to access information. You know, if, I, if I'm writing an article for uh, the, uh, the AFA Journal, or now The Stand, I, and I have a question about, if I have a question about uh, Klaus, Klaus Schwab, I just look it up. Yes. Okay, all that stuff, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But it is being used as an instrument to get us from point A to point B. Yeah. And uh, listen, I, I'm just not sure how that can be stopped, especially as we see our public schools increasingly being taken over, preparing a new generation to buy into it whole hog. Yeah, and, and we keep saying one more thing. But let's be very clear. The enemy, globalists believe... The one enemy that particularly has to be dealt with are Christians. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We yep. stand in their way. And Israel. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. You can't get any more biblical that's <laughs> than, than that. That's, that's right. In terms of the enemy of these globalists. Yeah. By the way, I, 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 I wrote a, uh, a series of articles that we are now available in a little booklet about the progressive threat to the American Republic. And in my research for that, I found... I'm trying to remember, it wasn't Woodrow Wilson, who was one of our presidents, 
it was uh, I can't think of the man's name now. I wrote this five years ago. I, I can't remember a whole lot from five years ago. <laughs> but he was writing about the progressive movement and the administrative state. This is in the early 1900s. And he said, this guy said, I, I was so shocked to find it. He said, this vision can never be fully implemented without a one-world government. Wow. And he said, mm. for that, mankind is not yet ready. Now, this is back in, I think I want to say 1912, somewhere in the first 15 years. And this was a, this was a, a man who is a professor uh, at, um, I think it was Harvard, and he was a, a, an analyst and consultant for two presidents, okay, including Woodrow Wilson. And when I read that, I thought, wow, there it is. Just yeah. right out, came right out and said it. Yep. You know, a one world government. Yep. We need to be on alert. All right, uh, folks, listen, I, I hope you were enjoying this uh, discussion. Um, it's it's not, not the typical thing we do where we just cycle through all the stories, but trying to give some biblical context to what is happening. And uh, I do want to encourage you, all right, because this is not the time to get passive. Sometimes Christians make the mistake of saying, well, I guess, I guess we're doomed. Or I guess, you know, Jesus is coming back, so we should just stop working. No, we don't know what God has planned. And so we need to be faithful in doing what God calls us to do to resist evil because God may give us another hundred years and we don't want to live under a dictatorship while we're waiting. Amen. Okay, so, all right, Fred, we got five and a half minutes left. All right. Uh, Well, just earlier this week, uh, we had a special election in Texas in a uh, southern district, a congressional district in Texas. And uh, when that uh, voting was over, uh, a Republican took over that district that has been in the hands of Democrats for many years. Her name is Myra Flores. Uh, She is the first Mexican-born person to be a member of Congress. She'll be sworn in next week. Right. Uh, She's got a compelling story. Her mom and dad moved from Mexico back when she was just six years old. And they moved here legally. Uh, he became a farm worker. And uh, her, her husband is a border agent. Uh, oh, wow. Which is really, really interesting. She was interviewed on Fox and Friends this morning. And uh, she, she, here she is. She's Hispanic 100%. And uh, she is not flying the Biden flag when it comes to border policy. And she is very concerned about what Joe Biden's policy, open border policy, uh, is doing. Uh, have a listen to what she had to say. Cut one. The Democrat Party continues with their policies encouraging illegal immigration, knowing what they're going to go through, knowing the abuse that they go through. It's unfortunately, but criminal organizations are in full control of our southern border, and we can no longer be supporting um, illegal immigration. We need to focus on legal immigration. Yeah, and basically what she's saying is that the cartels are it's it's open season for them on our southern border thanks to Joe Biden that uh you know there there is uh, blackmail going on as people uh, you know are paying thousands of dollars to these people also especially young women who come across that border there are evil people waiting on this side of the border to take them into prostitution and other things like right. that so uh, that that's what she's talking about. She also talked about, and this was kind of started out as a funny question, but it was interesting. Her response: mm-hmm. uh, Elon Musk, world's w- richest man. Yeah, he came right out publicly stated the other day he voted for her 
Now, that's where his SpaceX is okay. based, there in Texas. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is what she had to say about the fact that Musk voted for her. Cut two. I can't thank him enough for, for all he's doing for, for my district. We need more uh, of people like him that believe in us. And he's, he's been investing in this area for a, for a long time. And honestly, we're all grateful that he is investing here in, in our district. And if you want to wonder for a moment, why, why all of a sudden has the mainstream media turned against mm. Elon Musk? Yeah. You want to know why? Is because he is expressing conservative points of view lately. Right. Uh, he is, uh, you know, the, the Twitter deal, whether it goes through or not. Yeah. One of the things that he said he's expressed that uh, he's very concerned about the political bias of Twitter. Uh, you also may have noticed that lately... There've been a lot of stories, kind of knocking Tesla cars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, just watch this, folks. Yeah. This is not by accident. For the most part, our mainstream media has become very political. They're all in with the Democratic Party, and so just, just for fun, watch this. As and we're getting close to the end of this hour, but just be watching over the next several weeks. The stories involving Elon Musk are going to be mostly critical of him. Well, Ray, I think the the reason for that is clear. He's uh, he he doesn't play ball. He, he's not a true conservative. He right, certainly doesn't seem right. to be a Christian. He's a libertarian, but he doesn't want to play ball, so he's going to be an irritant. Well, and he's got a ton of money, right? <laughs> which <laughs> which awakens envy from the left. So you we're going to see him uh, attacked on every side. But you know what? I don't think it bothers him at all. Number one, he he has. He has a whole mountain of money yeah. anyway, right? That'll insulate and you. <laughs> that'll insulate you. And I don't think he really cares that much. I think it's, I think he enjoys the give and take. Good for him. And uh, this Maya Flores deal, it's a big deal. That's a yeah. heavily Hispanic area. To yeah. flip that from blue to red portends big things coming up in the a fall. Amen. All right, folks, we're going to take a five-minute break for news. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Please join us. Steve Jordahl will be in to discuss some of the events and news of the day. Five-minute break for news. We'll be right back. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.